Welcome to our mini episode where we talk about what we are watching. I have a bunch of stuff that I kind of just wanted to bang through here. Um, yeah, we, yeah. we don't need to discuss any of these. I just wanted to rock through here. So I rewatched the Will Forte movie, Extraordinary, which is fantastic. I think it's on HBO right now. That was great. There was a movie that I wanted to mention. This kind of goes back to The Northman. It's called The Rapture, and it stars Mimi Rogers. It's from 1991, and David Duchovny is in it. I didn't actually watch this. I just wanted to bring this up in relation to the the other episode we did, because it's about a religious extremist. Mimi Rogers plays a a woman who is a devout religious person, and it's this idea of playing out a extreme form of thinking to its logical conclusion. But it is a very bizarre movie that I Mm. highly recommend. I talked about Valley Girl which is a a great early cage movie. He's not very cage in it. So if you're going to watch it, don't expect madness, but it's a good movie. (laughs) There's a Netflix series. I'm not watching it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's, uh, did you guys ever see the one where he's a world war one soldier who thinks he has leprosy? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, there's a Netflix series called Unbelievable, which is a story about two detectives, one of them played by Tony Collette, chasing a serial rapist. And it is a fantastic series. One or two of the episodes are directed by Lisa Cholodenko. What, what, why do I know her? What has she done? Um, she did The Kids Are All Right. Oh, yeah. Love that movie. Yeah. Uh, no, she's awesome. Um, but uh, I watched also We Own the City, the John Bernthal series with the corrupt Baltimore cops which I recommend oh, if yeah. you're a fan of The Wire, it is all of the same people from The Wire uh, yes. on, on the show running side, producer, writers. It doesn't have any mm-hmm. of the same cast. And um, The Staircase, which uh, Kate wanted to watch The Staircase, the HBO series with Colin Firth and Tony Collette. The only thing I have to say about that is if you've seen the documentary, you're not going to get much more out of it. It's kind of like, um, you know how HBO did the Adnan Syed thing? Have you yeah. guys seen that? Uh, yeah, it's kind of the same night, thing. Or... Where like, if you've listened to the first season of Serial, you're you're not going to get anything new. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like why I'm I'm not sure why they even did this. But if you're interested in the story and you want to see Colin Firth, he is fantastic as always. And the last thing I wanted to mention was um, I'm slowly making my way through the Lethal Weapons because they're all on HBO right now, HBO Max. <laughs> nice. So I didn't realize this till I started watching them, but they're such dad movies. Like, and I feel like such a dad, like watching these movies, Um, (laughs) but, uh, you know, one and two. And you are a dad, so. I, yeah. There you go. Very fitting. Living Um, up to it. um, Yeah. So Lethal Weapon 1 and 2 are good. 3 is the one with Renee Russo, and that one is not good. That's the one where they they start to get kind of shticky. There's like a scene where Renee Russo is like karate fighting five full-grown men and they're like mel gibson and danny glover like making glib comments in the background it is pretty shitty and then four (laughs) is like a disney movie where uh jet i haven't seen that one yeah you're not missing anything all right thanks for letting me uh go on that rant yeah those are all good ones love it i agree i I agree oh so uh dazed and confused huh glad we watched it yep (laughs) that's one of my like Top five all-time favorites. I don't think it's one of the best movies I've ever seen, even though I think it's a very, very good movie. But I think it's like, in terms of movies that I can just always enjoy, sit it's down like and watch favorite. and enjoy. Yeah, it's a great hangout movie. That's the way to do it. There's a lot of subtle scenes. I think um, Pink 
mm-hmm. has like a belt buckle that also doubles as a bowl and he like whips it out every now and then. Oh wait, I completely missed that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's really subtle. <laughs> yeah, see, I guess I'm, I, maybe I'm in a unique, have a, an unpopular opinion, but it doesn't feel like a link lotter movie to me. It doesn't have those like those link lotter things that I associate most with him. It is very much like a link lotter movie and that it's a movie about people hanging out and talking. And that's really like yeah. the substance of the movie. But the first time I became aware of him was when Waking Life came out. And I saw trailers yeah. for it and I was like, this looks fucking amazing. Like, this is a movie it, like it's made crazy, for man. me. And so yeah. I'm just like this kid growing up in the suburbs at the time. And it was playing in zero theaters anywhere near me. So I had to drive down to Minneapolis. It was playing in one theater. <laughs> And it was like this wow. grungy, like dirty little indie theater, and I, which I'd never been to at the time. Like, you know, up to that point, I'd only been to like the big, you know, multiplex, the AMC type theaters that play the, you know, the big studio movies. And so it was a very unique experience. And then instead of trailers, they didn't show any trailers, but they played the, the pagan poetry music video by Bjork which if you <laughs> oh, just, so now how, we understand why you love Bjork yeah how many how many episodes can we talk about Bjork in <laughs> we just There's have to talk be at about least Bjork. one reference per episode yeah I, I actually kind of went down a Bjork rabbit hole because I was like was I a little too hard on Bjork in the last episode and I looked up you know the music she's doing and the photos and stuff and I texted you guys some of that and I was like no she's super fucking weird <laughs> Yeah, she's like I'm very much avant-garde musician. Yeah, it's all by design. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so like for me, I think of like Waking Life, Slacker, yeah, um, and of course the you know Before Sunset series. Those are so to me. Those are like that's like what I think of when I think of Link Lauder tape. Um, tape? I don't know that. Oh, it's oh, dude, tape is excellent. Uma Thurman. Ethan Hawke. It's kind of like a play. It basically all takes place in one room. Yeah, it's yeah. really it's it's like early Linklater. I would guess like probably around the same time as Waking Life, like two thousand one, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I missed that one. Uh, but so Waking Life is a lot like Slacker, except rotoscoped, right? It's basically the same movie. Yeah. It's yeah. just it's like these little pop philosophical vignettes. I watched uh, Linklater's newest movie that's on Netflix. That Netflix doing an absolute shit job of marketing. What's it called? Because. Apollo 10 and a half. Um, and it's rotoscoped and it's basically Linklater talking about his like um, nostalgia of growing up in Houston. It's actually oh. great. It's 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 well reviewed on Rotten Tomatoes. Dazing Confuses him talking about what it was like to be in high school in Houston. And this one's what it's like to be in elementary school in Houston. But yeah, like Netflix just doing a piss portrait. Like I, I am the total target audience for this movie. And it, I had to have a friend tell me about it and then search it on Netflix. I mean, I think I am too, and I'm only hearing about it now because a friend is telling me. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't know. Am every... I alone in, in really liking A Scanner Darkly? No, not at all, dude. That movie's fucking great. Okay. Yeah, because I really like it. And yeah. it's like, it's a little bit of Link Lauder and a little bit of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas in the best yeah. possible ways for both. Keanu Reeves is just like awesome. It's, you know, Keanu Reeves pre- career revival through John Wick where he was just right. like Keanu Reeves is in so many weird little movies even up through the the mid 2010s until Wick exploded I mean you his know, career was over he was he yeah he he did Bill and Ted and then he did like The Matrix and he was like this cool you know um 
uh, breaking point. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, point okay. break. Yeah, let's and, let's no, be fair. And, he and did then, Point Break in the early '90s, and then he did Speed, which established him as an action guy before he did The Matrix, which you know rocketed him to superstardom. Right. But then, but then he did all these like romantic comedies and like took these shitty parts and it destroyed his career. Yeah. And then he was in a bunch of weird movies. And then John Wick, he's back. That's true. I feel like he was in like ten movies with Sandra Bullock. The Lake House. Yeah, I was just gonna say the Lake House. <laughs> I like the Lake House. I I like intend to rewatch that movie at some point because I know that it's just like it's batshit, fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. it's totally insane. With, yeah, I also uh, liked Bernie on the Link Lotter. Oh yeah, Bernie. Bernie's a good movie. I, yeah, I love Jack Black. Um, Speaking of Jack Black, he narrates Apollo Ten and a Half. Oh. So I started Fast Nine. Nice. Um, well, we're doing that one next. recommend it. Oh, true. I thought we were going to do the original Fast and the Furious. Oh, no. Those are terrible. I loved the first one uh, in my car-themed bar mitzvah days, uh, which I did have. <laughs> um, there you go. <laughs> but, uh, Gone in 60 Xander Seconds. Was our, uh, yeah, Gone in 60 Seconds was my favorite movie. That's what car movies were like in the 90s. Yeah. Before mm-hmm. uh, they were codified by the Fast and the Furious franchise. Yeah. Nice. I watched... I you you recommended a show um, the Andrew Garfield Mormon under the banner of heaven yeah so I've been watching that I've been kind of background watching it oh interesting um, which is pre- pretty much of a doozy to uh, to background watch because it's a fucked I was up show say, it speaking of dense. of Garfield <laughs> yeah. and religion did you guys see the eyes of Tammy Faye I, I still I really like that it. movie I think it's not the greatest biopic of all time but just she is amazing. She's great. Yeah, I mean, everything Jessica she does. Chastain. Jessica Chastain. Yeah. I can't get um, that laugh out of my head. Of, it haunts my dreams. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that she's really good in weird that giggle that she does. I feel like I hear it at night when I'm alone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I just think about the, the scene at the end of that movie where she's pitching uh, her concepts for a reality show. She says, like, Brutal. that show idea where, where kids are going to take her around and show her what it's like to be a, a, a kid nowadays or whatever. I turned to Ariel and was like, Sounds like a fucking great idea. I'd watch that show. Uh, <laughs> but but speaking of Jessica Chastain, I also watched A History of Violence this past week. She's like, I you mean really, a most, vi- really a most violent like- year? Yes, yes. Um, I most love violent year. a most violent year. That's my favorite Chandor movie. Really? I I um, it doesn't. He did Margin Call, right? Yeah, he did. Um, I like Margin Call. All is Lost, Margin Call. Oh, um, All is Lost is great too. Triple, Tri- pro- triple Frontier. frontier. Yep. Um, also with but Oscar. The most violent year, I want to like it more than I do. I just am just trying to figure out what that movie really is. Like, its tone is just really perplexing. I So I would uh, watch it a couple times because it is so much more layered than you realize. We're going to go down um, a rabbit hole if we talk about this movie. But yeah. So watching that, Under the Banner of Heaven, good show. <laughs> watch it uh and i started interesting uh, the opinion. second season of hacks which i really liked the first season of hacks oh and people second, have been recommending off to a good start. when the first whenever the first season came out i that just went completely over my head but apparently and it got enough of a following where when the season the second season dropped everyone was like oh new season of hacks can't wait and i'm like oh i haven't even like heard of this yeah 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 without going too deep into it i mean it's like one of the biggest problems with streaming services is like there's just no marketing you don't know what content's going to be good and what isn't and and maybe that's by design because that makes you have to explore everything to find what actually hits but but the app interfaces do a terrible job of of bringing that content to you and suggesting content yeah and this cycle that's perpetuating itself of 
people are watching this because people are watching this, but is it actually any good? And also the best stuff that they have on there is rarely ever stuff that you would just find by casually browsing. Right. Anyway, we got yeah. we haven't gotten to Blake yet. Take it away. Um, well, a true, true surprise for me was when I watched Chippendale Rescue Rangers. <laughs> I watched it. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> Did you, you know, know it's, Christina? It's not bad. It's not bad. I it's liked it. It's so surprising. Like, I just can't believe that this movie even exists or that it even got greenlit. And it seemed like Akiva of... Lonely Island fame was able to just do anything that he wanted. And so this movie is just bonkers. It's a mix of who framed Roger Rabbit is pretty obvious because it's a little bit of like a mystery. I don't know if it's either Chip or Dale, but one of them is CG and the other one is 2D. It surprisingly works. They have so many different animation styles in here. Like there's a lot of 2D animation, which again, is like really rare nowadays. Um, they have one of the main characters is done in stop motion, which is uh, amazing to see, like just stuff done in step animation. And then you have the fluidity of uh, one of the chipmunks being done in CG. And then you have the other one in 2D. Uh, the stop motion character is played wonderfully by J.K. Simmons. And uh, he plays, I think, the police chief. And there's just like a bunch of cameos it's written super well. It is like, it's very um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where, like a movie that you can't believe exists, but you're like, ah, they could get away with it back then and they can still make movies like that. But mm. I, I will say like, it's I liked listening to you talk about it being someone who's in animation because it kind of went over my head that actually that is pretty insane that they did so many different methods of animation that, you know, on top of each other. And I thought I thought that the movie hit all the beats perfectly but sometimes the jokes, like the writing wasn't that good. I would agree, but I think that when it hits, it really hits. Then you have like all this stuff where like Seth Rogen plays like a villain character, but is done in like really crappy, like old, it looks like early 2000s, uh, like CG animation. Right, and, they throw in but, an Uncanny Valley joke. Yeah, it's amazing just because it's like, I love how they have so much animation in here where it's supposed to be bad and it's just used as like this overarching joke throughout that there's just other characters that are done poorly on purpose. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. Actually, Christian, you'll like this. They go to the San Fernando Valley, but they, <laughs> it's not the San Fernando Valley. It's the Uncanny Valley. And it's all in that animation stuff. Ah, okay. It's very cool. Very cool. I, I was very impressed by it. Also, just to throw in from an IP perspective, I expected it to be another like Disney IP commercial like Space Jam was for Warner Bros. And I hate that. And this one, they managed to get IP from numerous studios and convince them to use it, which I read an article that it was just a matter of numerous like lawyer negotiations uh, convincing people to let them use their content. And it's just great. That's what I was watching. It was, uh, it was entertaining. <laughs> cool. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening. This has been our mini episode where we talk about what we are watching. 